You are listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to view a video version of this message, please visit our website, sojournchurch.org. Okay, so we're getting ready to start a new series. I'm excited about this series because we, it is something that's been on my heart. Um, we talk about this a lot, but here's what I, I believe. When we talk about discovering freedom, there's a reason why we call it, called it discovering freedom and not just freedom. Because the truth is, is that uh, when you talk about discovering something, there's, there's saying that we're saying that freedom has already exists. It's already been paid for, correct? But there's places that God may have in your life that you have not discovered yet that he wants you to be free in. And so if there's places in your life that you've not discovered that, then we want you to come upon it. We want the Holy Spirit to show you what that is, what those places are, and you discover it. And there's something about, uh, and this is what I love about God, when he lets you discover it, he lets you in on what he's doing. And so it makes it look like, like that you found it. But truth is, is that he he hid it for you so that you can so that you can find. He wants you to discover it. He's not saying, ah, we're gonna hold freedom back from them. He wants you to discover. The Holy Spirit loves you so much that he wants you to discover the freedom that he has for you. Amen? Uh, some people were asking me uh, a few weeks ago about Juneteenth. And what is that holiday? Why do you, why do uh, black people celebrate that? And here's here's the truth. If you haven't, they were saying, how do we, how do we celebrate Juneteenth with you? And uh, I was watching this, um, this actually deal unload, un, uh, happen on Facebook where a lady said that, how do I celebrate Juneteenth with, with my black brothers and sisters? And while they were trying to discover how to celebrate uh, Juneteenth, they were actually being racist while they were discovering uh, how, to, how to find out how to celebrate with us. What do they do? Well, I know they like fried chicken. That's racist. Uh, let's find some Kool-Aid. They like Kool-Aid. That's racist. Uh, so they were, just, they were just trying to find out. I, just, I, th I thought it was so funny. But I'm going to tell you what the holiday is about. The reason why we celebrate it is because when, uh, the, when the slaves were free, um, they, the, the news of the freedom didn't get, didn't get to Texas, didn't get to some of the places in the southern parts so therefore, they were still in bondage. They were still in slavery. And so it took a while for the news to get to them to say that they were free. And so they celebrated. That's why we celebrate Juneteenth is because there was a day that there was, it took some time for, for them to be able to find out that, that, that they discovered that they were free. And so I, I'm saying this. Sometimes the freedom, I'm telling you, this is what we need to understand. Sometimes we don't understand that freedom has already been paid for, has already been bought, has already happened, but the news of the freedom, of your freedom, maybe hadn't come to your ears yet. So I'm telling you today, the news is here this morning. I believe that you're going to discover freedom in places that you've not discovered before, and I believe that God is going to, throughout this series, uncover some things to help you walk in the freedom that Christ has paid for. Is that all right? And we do that? And that's what we're going to be doing, Pastor Terry and I, and, and, and whoever we have preaching, we're going to be talking about this for a while. And that's why we called it Discover, Discover Freedom. And, um, and, and so it's, it's so important. One of the things that's, um, that's important is that we, we just got to, we just yesterday, we're still celebrating. We're going to celebrate again today. If we can, can celebrate uh, July 4th. How many know that, that it, is, it is amazing that we get to have the freedoms that we have? I'm going to say it again because I, I think we, we, isn't it amazing that we get to celebrate the freedoms that we have in America? And here's the reason why I'm, 
I'm telling you that is because I believe we still live in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. I believe not only do we live in the greatest nation on the face of the earth, we live in the greatest state in the nation. Uh, uh, and, and, and not only that, I, I believe that the God is, he, I'm telling you, what, we talk about Texas. Man, I'm telling you what, she's like, were you born in Texas? I absolutely was born in Texas. I was raised in Arkansas, but I got back to Texas as, as soon as I could. That's right, Lord. I, I agree. Yeah, he's saying that, agreeing with me that uh, Texas is the greatest state. But here's the thing. We laugh about it, but how many of you know that sometimes we take those freedoms for granted? We do. We take those freedoms for granted. And, God, and, and so, and if you look at it, if you really want to, uh, those, those freedoms can be slowly taken away from us if we don't stand our post in prayer and being the church that God has called us to be. Do you believe that? Yeah. I mean, I'm, t I'm being honest with you. It's like, so that's our, it's, our, it's, 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 it's incumbent upon us to vote, uh, to be able to be active uh, in, in, in government and whatever God's called us to do. Because I'm, I'm telling you what, the, I don't want the church to stand by and let freedoms be taken away from us that God has given us. I'm telling you, I just, it's, a, we, it's our job to be able to do that. To do what's necessary. And you, here's what, you do, what we need to realize as we're talking about freedom is that somebody paid for you to be free. Freedom isn't free. She's like, well, well what am I? I'm, 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 I'm enjoying the freedoms, but somebody paid for you to have those freedoms that you have. People fought and died and bled uh, over the freedoms that you have today so that we can be free. Um, rolling in, in here, but uh, Serena is, but you know, I, this, this time last year, we were coming back from London and uh, we were trying to get out there as fast as we could because they, it's like happy treason day, but we were trying to get away from, you know, trying to find out religious freedoms and different things like that. I love rolling in stream, but anyway, the truth is that, um, and, but the deal is that we were trying to get away from so we can be free, but somebody paid for those freedoms, amen? Now listen to me, I want you to listen really, really close. Jesus paid the ultimate price for your freedom. The ultimate price. I mean, he gave himself so that we could be free. And so why would we live beneath what Christ has paid for? Why would we live beneath anything less than what he's, I mean, I, I'm just saying, whatever freedoms that, that he's called us to walk in, I want to walk in all of it. I want to be free. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about again this morning, and we're going to talk about the rest of it. So here's, here's, what, I, I, I want, here's what the Bible says uh, in Galatians 5.1. It says that it was for freedom that Christ has, has made us free. No longer to be entangled by the yoke of slavery or bondage. It was for freedom that he set us free, that we have freedoms. And so the truth is, is that God, man, he wants us to walk in every single bit of it. So here's what I'm going to ask you, because we're getting ready to pray here in just a minute, and I'm gonna, we're going to get back into the message. I'm going to ask you this. Those of you who are watching online, I want you to pay attention to this. Those of you here, I want you to pay attention to this. I've been praying about this series for a long time, and so this is why, why I want you to listen. I believe that every person in here that's in, in this room and everybody watching or will watch this, this message, I believe that there's an area in your life that God wants you to be free in. Because some of you will say, I've been through freedom. So you don't know how many freedom seminars I've been to. You don't know how much. I've, I know I'm free. I'm telling you what, I know I'm free. But, in, but I'm telling you what, I feel like the Lord told me to say this to you. so important that if you will allow the Holy Spirit to show you an area in your life that he wants you to be free in, he'll do it. 
I'm, I'm serious. There's somebody like, well, I'm free. I'm telling you, lay every, every preconceived idea that you have about freedom, any, any preconceived idea that you may have about, uh, man, we're going to go through freedom again. That church, all they talk about is freedom. I'm telling you, lay all of that aside and say, Holy Spirit, even when I pray, I'm serious about this. I'm telling you, Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, just as sure as I'm standing here, I'm supposed to say that to you. If you will ask the Holy Spirit to show you I don't care how young or how old and middle in between or whatever. If you ask the Holy Spirit to show you an area in your life that he wants to bring freedom, he'll do it. Amen. amen. Those of you that are watching type amen or oh me or whatever it is that you're watching. And let's pray together. Lord, I want to thank you for everything that's been going on in our life, everything that we've been doing. And I want to thank you for the freedoms that we enjoy. And Lord, right now in Jesus' name, I want to, I want to say, Lord, that we ask you just right now, you'll, you'll be able to do it. We submit ourselves to you. We surrender. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand so that you can, you can exalt us when in due time. But we choose to, Lord, show us throughout the, even today or throughout this series, whatever you want to show us so that we can be free. We can walk in the freedoms that you paid for. And Lord, I pray that for every person in this room, everybody that, that will listen, everybody in the sound of my voice, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would show them those areas. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe a bunch. And Lord, every addiction, every bondage, every shackle, every chain, every restriction, every lid will come off right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm asking this, Lord, by the power of your anointing that breaks every yoke and every chain. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, are you ready? Open your Bibles to John chapter 8. We're going to John chapter 8, and we're going to start a reading from verse 31. So, and as we, as we go in and talk about, about these freedoms that God has given us, and um, this, is, this is an important passage of Scripture. It's one of the main passages of Scripture. And I remember um, the, the journey, because freedom is a journey. I want you to say that with me. Freedom is a journey. It is. It's a journey. See, there are people are like, well, I'm just going to get free. It's not a destination. You're like, I'm trying to get free. And this is what we say. We're, we're more free than we were yesterday or the weeks in the past. Uh, but we're, we're not as free as we're going to be because God continues to take us on a path, a journey of freedom. And so you may have been free of some things before, but God continues like an onion. There's a layers of freedom that he wants to unfold uh, in, in your life. And so this is, this is why this is important. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 31 says, uh, it says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him. Now, I want you to stop. We, sometimes, I remember I say this, I think we read the scriptures way too fast. So I'm going to stop along the way. So think about this. Jesus is talking to Jews who believed in him. So he's talking to believers, right? He's talking to believers. So Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? And Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I want to go back up to verse 31 because this is so, it's, just, it's just hilarious to me. It's one of the funniest verses in the Bible, one of the funniest verses in the Bible. And they answered him and said, this is what they said, we are Abraham's descendants 
<laughs> we have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? This is what's so funny. It's because how many of you have read the Old Testament? <laughs> they were enslaved and in bondage to everybody. The Chaldeans, the Babylonians, the Grecians, the Egyptians, the Assyrians. And as they are talking, as they are saying this statement, this statement as they're talking about it, they are enslaved in bondage to the Romans. So is it possible for a believer to think in their mind that they're free and really not be free? You understand what I'm saying? It's like, you can, I mean, I'm going to say that, oh, I'm free. Woo, I'm free in Jesus. Oh, he the son is set free, I'm free. And still have bondage going on in your life and not even necessarily know that you, that you have bondage going on. But I'm telling you, some of us could pass a lie detect, detector test. Like, are you free? Absolutely. Praise God. Bless the Lord. I'm telling you what, I am highly and blessed and favored. And he is, I am this, I am in, I am in the kingdom. The kingdom is in me. And you can do, you, we have all that religious garbage that we talk about, all that stuff. But I'm telling you what, still in bondage in your mind. You can be, you can say you're free and still not be free. I remember here, uh, one, I'm, one, I love to do, one of my favorite things to do is go, uh, my favorite thing to do other than read, read scripture and, 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 uh, and pray and preach and all those everything. I love taking my wife out on a date. And sometimes I'll call when there's enough money. I'll call and say, honey, put that nice dress on. We're going to the nice restaurant. I want you to, I mean, you look good. I'm going to look good. You're going to look good. You already look good. You can go in your pajamas. You still look good, girl. Still look good. Still looking good. Anyway, so I, I, I said, we'll go to a nice place. And I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm having on my nice jacket, and I'm walking into the, the nice restaurant, and i never forget this. Walking in a nice restaurant, in the bathroom, I'm doing all this, you know what I'm saying, looking, I'm kind of about to walk outside, and I walk out of the restroom, and I'm telling you what, feeling like I'm looking good and a million bucks, and there's a trail of toilet paper rolling down the back of my, <laughs> that I have dragged out of the bathroom and into his marvelous light. And everybody can see it. And I'll tell you, I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I got a strut going on. And all of a sudden, everybody's laughing at me. And people are saying, <laughs> looking at me and laughing. And I go, what? I turn around, and the toilet paper had whipped around on the front, and I saw it. And I was so embarrassed. And I was like, man, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I was looking good, and I'm fine. And all of a sudden, the toilet paper trail. <laughs> Now, some of you are laughing, but that's how we are when it comes to freedom. We look good. We think we look good. We're going in. We do all the proper things. It looks like it's good. But I'm telling you, there's a trail of bondage that we're carrying. And God wants you to be free. And all it took was just for me taking it off. You know, I was embarrassed just for a little bit. But I'm telling you, it is, it is the truth. Some of us, we sit here, we come to church. I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm going to tell you, in order for you to know the truth. Some of, I love this. Pastor Terry told me this one time, and I'm, I'm sure he got it from somebody, but it said, hey, the truth will make you free, but before it makes you free, it's going to make you mad, <laughs> make you miserable. So I'm going to tell you the truth. Some of us come on Sunday morning, we sing good songs, we say we're engaged in worship, we, are, we clap our hands, we, we raise our hands, we, we watch on some of you, we watch whatever, and, and, and it looks good, but at the same time, you're not free, and you're walking in bondage. There's things that are going on in your life that God wants to get your attention on so that you can be free. And so I'm not going to cut any corners, I'm going to tell you the truth. The truth is, is that God wants you to be free, but do you want to be free? Or to be free, he's saying we've got to, have, we've got to walk in humility is the key for us to walk in freedom, for us to walk in free. So we, that happens. <clears throat> so I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. Here's what the elephant, I'm not talking about a metaphor. I'm actually going to talk about a for real elephant. <laughs> and this is, this is what they, they say about an elephant, is that when the elephant is born, that 
the first thing they do is take it from its mother and they put a rope around it. And they put that rope and they drive a stake in the ground and that, that baby elephant, as much as he tries to get away and tries to escape and tries to get away from that stake, cannot. And he grows up because he's done it all his life and in his mind, he automatically thinks that he cannot get away from it. So even when he's full grown, when he can just walk away and pull that stake up and, and run and escape, he won't do it because he's been ingrained in his mind that he could never get away from the stake. He can never get away from the rope. The rope has always had him and he always will. When all you got to do, and the only way he can get free is if the trainer comes and gets him and takes him away from the rope. And I want to tell you this morning that I believe that's a scheme of the enemy for you. You have the power of God on the inside of you. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You have the mind of Christ. You have everything. You're seated in heavenly places. You, you, you have been given everything that you need to be who he's called you to be. But we're tethered to a stake in the ground that the enemy has put in our mind about who we are. And I'm believing that the Lord this, this morning is going to bring you to a place beyond the stake in the ground. You're going to drive a stake in the ground, but it's going to be a stake that you drive in the ground that says that no longer am I going to live in a place of, of not having the freedom that God has for us. No longer am I going to be in a place of bondage. I'm going to walk in freedom that God has paid for. Amen? So that's the elephant in the room. And so I have, I have three points, as I always do, um, that I always do, and there are three questions that I want to ask you this morning, and then I'll be out of your hair. The first question is, are you really free? Are you free? That's the question. And here's the reason why I'm asking you. That's the question you need to answer, um, because um, when we talk about freedom, are you really free? Because people say, yes, I'm free. But remember, it's, it's a journey of freedom that you're on, and that's why God is just wanting to take us to that place of freedom. Are you free? Those Jews thought they were free. That's what they told Jesus. We've never been in bondage to anyone. And they were still in bondage. Some of you be in a place, I'm free, but there's still some things in your life. Is there? So I ask you a question. Are there some besetting sins that you may have that are going on in your life? What about a cycle? Anybody know what I'm talking about? That cycle that you try that you're on, that you try to get off of, but you can't seem to get off of. Every time you try to, there's a cycle that may be going on, or a bent uh, that you see in your life that that just, man, I can't get free of this. And I'm telling you, God is wanting the Holy Spirit, you don't have to dig around. The Holy Spirit will show you. He loves you and wants you to walk in that much freedom that he wants to show you what that is. Amen? Amen. He wants to show you what that is. But I'm telling you what, I, I'm going to say it as many times as I can. You can, you can uh, be in a place of deception because a deceived person does not know they are deceived. How do you know you're deceived? You may not. You don't know you're deceived. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you something that happened this morning, just a little bit ago, before I got, got up on the stage. I always try to do a, a face check before I get on stage. So I did the same thing that I did at that restaurant. Look in the mirror, make sure there's no lint on my face. I wipe all the, the sweat I can find because it's everywhere, and I try to wipe sweat. And I went to wipe the sweat, and nobody had told me that my zipper was down. I was about to get on stage, and <laughs> my zipper was down. Nobody said a word. And that would have been bad, right? Because we'd have had to be talking about another freedom uh, issue. Everybody would have had to go through ministry. But the truth is, is that I didn't know it. I did not know it. Had no clue. 
But my parents, I'm just telling you, didn't know it. And so that's why I'm telling you, there's a place where you may not know it, but the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. He'll show you those places in that you need to be free. And I'm telling you, all you do is ask. You just ask. I'm telling you what, I love it when my kids ask me for advice, even if I don't know what I'm talking about. I, sometimes I just be just making it up. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, I just love the fact that they asked me. Dad, you know, the kid, the girls don't ask me about makeup or anything like that. But, but I love it when, you guys are supposed to laugh at that. Anyway, I love the fact that when they ask me for advice, sometimes I'm just waiting for them to ask so I can show them because I don't want them to walk in a place in bondage that I've walked in. So I'll, I'll tell them. I'll show them. I love them. I don't want them to walk in that bondage. So the, you have to ask the question, are you free? John 10, 10 says this, the thief does not come except only, this is the only thing that he comes to do, to steal and to kill and to destroy. I want you to say that with me. The thief comes to, to steal, kill, and destroy. Again, Kill, steal, and to destroy. And this is what Jesus said. I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more, more, more abundantly. He wants you to walk in the life and the freedom. And so the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, that the devil roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he's looking for you, looking for a place to steal relationships, to kill your destiny, to kill you, to destroy you, and keep you from everything that God has. So that is why it is of the utmost importance that you walk in the freedom freedom that Christ has paid for. And I'm going to say this, is when we talk about freedom, this freedom is not for you to do whatever you want to do. There's so many people like, well, I'm free. I can do whatever I want to do. No, the freedom is so that you can be free to do God's will in your life. It's not do whatever you want to do. Somebody like, well, I love my freedom in Jesus. No, it does not mean that. It means that you get to be free. You're free to do his will and to do what he's called you to do and to be who he's called you to be. And so that's why it's so important that God, God wants you to walk in that and, and that place and free. So the Holy Spirit, he wants to, are you free? The question is, yes, I'm free, but I'm not as free as I'm going to be because God is going to cause me, the Holy Spirit will open, or open some places in their lives that, that, they, that freedom, that we can walk into freedom. Some doors that may be open. You may have opened some doors to sin that would cause, for, cause bondage to come about. And we're going to go through all these things for the next several weeks. We're going to be talking. This is an introduction message, but we do those things that door, we're going to close doors, amen, that need to be closed. Some of us have opened doors. Um, I, I told you guys, as I said last week, that when Pastor Terry first, when we first talked about, uh, went through free indeed. I was like, man, I, I, I don't know. I've seen deliverance. We had deliverance uh, back in Arkansas, and I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about actual deliverance um, where, we, where people would stand up and pray for people, and they'd throw up in trash cans and things like that. I'm telling you, it scared me. I was like, I don't want any part of that. I mean, the exorcist. I mean, I'm just, that's all I can think about. That little girl with that pea green stuff, soup coming out of her mouth, you know. I was like, I don't want any part of that. But Pastor Terry's like, that's not what it's about. I'm telling you, God, you're going to close these doors. You're going to, you're going to break some generational curses. We're going to go through this process, and freedom is going to come about in your life. And I'm telling you what, I can't count how many times that I've been through free indeed. We've gone through RTF. We've gone all these different things because I want to be free. Listen, you were never designed to walk in bondage. He never designed for you to walk in bondage. There is something that God placed on the inside of you that when the enemy comes in like a flood or he tries to oppress you, there's something that God put on the inside of us called the Spirit of God that rises up and says, I will not walk in this, but get off of me. Get, out, get off of me because you were designed to be free. You were designed to walk in freedom, and that's, what, and that's what God's called us to do. Point number two, have you believed a lie? Now, here's where I'm asking that question. This is point number two. Have you believed a lie? Because if the truth will make you free, then a lie will keep you in bondage. 
Amen? If the truth will make you free, then a lie, any lie, will keep you in bondage. And it's true in any way. Any lie that you've ever been told, you'll believe that until the truth comes about. Then you'll walk in freedom. And so if the, the truth, so every bondage, every, every time, of, every place where there's bondage, uh, you, it's because we believe a lie. Here's some of the lies. God, if God was good, then, then why? Then why would, you, why would he allow you to go through those things? If God really was good, then why are you going through the stuff you're going through right now? If he really loves you, then he wouldn't, he wouldn't let you stand by and, and, and have all these bad things happen to you. All these lies, because the truth is God is good and there's no evil in him. And so, so all these lies keep you in bondage, but the truth, the truth will make you free. This happened all the way back in the garden, right? The first lie that was told about it when, when and let's turn there, Genesis chapter 3. And then we'll, we'll go back, we'll go back and, <clears throat> and read, the, read the other scripture. But Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I just want to show you that it started all the way back in the garden. Um, <clears throat> here's, what, here's what it says. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, this is what he said, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it. Least you die. You never did say that you shouldn't touch it. Um, and, but, and then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. See, that's what the enemy, enemy does. Things are pleasant to the eye, saw it, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave to her husband with her, so that, that takes care of the myth where Adam was off playing basketball and then came back and, and gave it to her. He was right there, and he ate. And the eyes of both of them, of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called Adam and said to him, where are you? How many know that when God asks where, you, where are you, it's not because he doesn't know where you are? Now you're laughing and it's truth, but here's the deal. God knows exactly where you are in the middle of trying to bring freedom into your life. He knows exactly where you are in the places and bondage in your life. So somebody should be like, well, I don't want to invite the Holy Spirit in because I, I don't know what he's going to see. He already knows. He just wants to bring freedom into those places where we've been hiding and we've been trying to hide those things. God wants to bring freedom into those places. He says, where are you? He said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? And I'm telling you what, he's asking you this morning, who told you that you couldn't be free? Who told you that you had to walk in bondage? Who told you that you had to be at a place where you could never walk in the freedom that, that I paid for? Who told you that? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? And the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, and again, it's not because God didn't know what she did. What is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. And on your belly you shall go and shall eat dust in the day, all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bru bruise his heel. 
And here's, here's what I want to say. The, the lie was that they shall be like God. They already were like God. The enemy is always trying to remove you from a place that you already have in Christ. He's always trying to get you off of the place that you already have. And he's trying to remove you. Try to do that with Jesus. We talked about that last week in, his, in identity. He's always trying to do that. The lie is that you should be, be like God. And let me just tell you this. this is, I know I'm saying some things this morning that you're not shouting about, and I don't need you to shout. I need you to shout on the inside. And here's what I want to tell you. The, the truth is, is that the only way for you to really be free is for you to take responsibility for your lives. You must take responsibility for your life. You see here that Adam blamed the sickness, that, that joke. Adam blamed the serpent. I mean, Adam blamed his wife. The wife blamed the serpent, and the serpent didn't have a leg to stand on, right? That's a big joke. That he... <laughs> but that's the truth is we always are trying to blame somebody else. And as long as you're blaming somebody else, you will never really be free. You could try to act like it, but you try to blame somebody else or blame something else, somebody else or something else for your problems, you're going to always walk in that bondage because until you take responsibility for your own action, where's the government? If the government wouldn't do this, we wouldn't be this way, or it's somebody else, or it's because of a race, or because of this, or because of that. I'm telling you, once you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and walk in humility and say, God, it's not my mother, not my brother, it's not my father, but it's me, oh God, standing in the need of prayer. I'm the one that needs to be delivered. I'm the one that needs to be free. I'm the one that needs to walk in the freedom that you have. It's me, God. It's me. It's me. I need to be free. Until you come to that place in your life, you'll never walk in freedom. Now, I'm not trying to speak that over you, but I want that to penetrate your souls this morning. You've got to take responsibility for your actions. You've got to take responsibility for your life and not stop calling it a problem. Well, I got this little problem. Call it sin. Call it sin. Call it for what it is. That's what we talk about. I got a little problem. I got a little issue. I got a little issue. I need prayer for it. No. If they, see, listen, I'm not talking about bringing condemnation. There's therefore now no condemnation for those that love God. We love God. He loves you. There's no condemnation. But the Holy Spirit is here to convict us of sin and of righteousness. And so there's a place in your life where you got to say, hey, you know what, God? I recognize that as sin. Thank you for showing it to me. Now, I want it out. I want it out. I want to be free. I want it out of my life. I want to be free of it. I don't want to think that way anymore because I want to be free. Amen? It's all right. I'm going to keep on preaching. Whether you think I am, he's good or not. I'm going to tell you, here's take response. Last point. Here's the last point. And has that lie that you believe, has it kept you in bondage? And here's what I want to tell you. The only way you're going to be free, you got to come out of this head first. What I mean by that is your mind needs to be free. What's the biggest battleground? Where's the battle? It's in the mind. When, G, when the enemy took uh, Jesus up to the temple and, and he came and, 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 and said, if, you, if you're uh, all the son of God, will you turn these stones into bread? You think he was just showed up with a pitchfork and, a, and, and, you think, and the red deal? Do you think he was showed up in the suit and the horns and all that stuff? I don't know. I, all I know is that when he comes to me, he doesn't do that. It would actually be better if he did. Because I could hit him. You know what I'm saying? It'd actually be better. But he doesn't do that. He shows up in my mind, the battlefield that goes on with those ungodly beliefs, those ungodly thoughts, those things that are going on. They're the battlefield battlefield of my mind. And I'm, and I'm fighting those things because I want to be free. But if you'll be free, if your mind is free, if you free your mind and the rest will follow, when you're born, and I believe that God is birthing freedom in our lives, when you're born, it's head 
first. So how are you going to come out of this bondage? Head first. How are you going to be free? Head first. God is going to cause your mind to be free because you have the mind of Christ and that battlefield. You're going to know it in your mind and the journey to your heart that God has caused freedom to come about in your life. Amen? Amen. He doesn't want us to be slaves. He wants to be slaves of fear, but he wants us to be, we're sons and daughters. Because the verse we read earlier said that a son, a slave doesn't remain in the house, but a son does, a daughter does. They remain in the house. Why? Because they're free. They are free. And so there's no bondage. That's when um, we, um, one of the things that we have going on right now is the, is the COVID-19 has uh, allowed me to see uh, how much a person can eat during the course of a day. <laughs> and so I got a son right now named Luke Thomas McRae, who is eating everything in the house. I mean, it's continu- he eats one meal a day continuously. It's all one meal a day. It's, he's on that one meal plan. It's just always, he's just eating all day. Like a cow, just mm-hmm. Every time I walk in the kitchen, he in the kitchen, eating all the food. And I'm telling you what, so I'm telling you what, I, I'm being honest, I have lost weight during COVID. <laughs> If you want to lose weight during COVID, get you a son that likes to eat all the time. My son is 6'4", 270 pounds, and that boy, I'm telling you what, he is stout. The other day we picked up something together, and he picked me up with it. I mean, he's just a horse. He's big, but he's eating all the time. But I'm telling you what, I would, there's nothing. Sometimes I just like to watch him eat. I'm just like, here, I shove stuff in front of him. <laughs> They're like some on Animal Planet. <laughs> Just shove a chicken in front of him and watch him devour it, you know. Just. But it would be crazy for me to deny him the stuff that, I mean, it's his house. It's his house. It's right here. Come, Dad, can I please have something to eat? He don't think about it. He just opened his open wide, ye heavenly gates. Open up ye doors, ye everlasting doors, and let Luke McRae come in. The refrigerator goes, who is this Luke McRae? It is I. The one who eats strong and mighty in battle. I'm the one. He just goes in and gets whatever. I seen him pull a whole tray out. But he ain't worried about that. He's not worried about his dad gonna, he just eats. That's what he does. Why? Because he's a son in the house. So here's what I want to say to you this morning. You are a son and a daughter in the house of the kingdom of God. You can eat whatever you want to eat. Scoot up to the table and take your rightful place in the kingdom of God and partake of all that God has. And what's on the menu this morning is freedom being released in your life today. Freedom being released in your life. So partake of it. Scoot up to the table. Tuck that napkin in and say, I'm going to town today on the freedom that God has for me. And I don't refuse to go back into bondage, into slavery. Because he's not given us the spirit to go back into bondage to fear. But he's given the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Abba, Father. Amen? Amen. This is the last thing I want to say to you before I close. Jesus died for our freedom. I want you to think about this. The last one of the last battles that that he paid for was when he died on the cross. And if you think about it, the name of the place that he died was called Golgotha. It's the place of the skull, right? The place of a skull. If you look at it, look at it, it actually, they were saying it looks like a skull. But here's what I want to tell you. This is so cool. That cross on top of that hill was stuck right in the middle of that skull. 
so that you could be free. Your mind that he wants you to be free in, he, he nailed that, that cross, stuck right in that skull in a place of freedom. I'm praying that you realize that the cross of Christ and what he's paid for is right in your mind so that you know there's a place that holds your brain, that holds your mind, that that place can be free. And you can walk in the freedom that God has for you. The place of the school, the place of freedom, so that your mind can be free and you can walk in the freedom that God has for you. Amen? Amen. He wants you to be free. So this is a... It's an introduction message. We're going to keep talking about it because I believe that God is wanting to show you those places where he wants you to walk in freedom. Amen? Yes. Oh, man, I'm telling you what, once you get a hold of it, listen, some of you guys don't know this, Vanessa cringes every time I tell you, but I've been in jail once. I was in jail once, not over anything horrible. I had some unpaid speeding tickets, and, um, and Vanessa got me out of jail, which then she should have ran then. If she was going to run, that would been a good time to run but she didn't. But I remember sitting in jail, and the first thing I did when she first she got me out, she was like, she's like, what are you, what are you doing in there? I was like, I'm telling you what, baby, I hated that place. I hated being in that place of freedom. And then once you go in and you get out, you're just like, oh my gosh, it's so good to be free. I ain't never want to go back. I ain't never want to go back again. And I'm telling you what, one of the things, the reason why God wants you to be free is because free people, free people, hurt people, but free people, Come on, say it like you mean it. Free people? Free people. So am I looking at some free people here this morning? Yeah. Is you going to be free people? Am I looking at some free people this morning? Yeah. I am. I'm looking at some free people. So when they see other people in bondage, they go, uh-uh-uh-uh, you don't want to walk in that, honey. That don't look good on you. You want the freedom of God in your life. You'll see somebody else walking in bondage and carrying a heavy load. He was like, mm-mm, don't do that. Because he said, come to me, all you that are heavy laden and burning the burden down, and I'll give you rest. Come to the one that's able to bring freedom. Come to the one who has set you free. Come to the one that calls freedom to come and arise in your life. That's why he said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. When you know Jesus, who is the truth, we're not talking about a thing. Jesus is the truth. When you know Jesus, he'll make you free. That word make means to create. So when you know Jesus, he'll create freedom in your life. And you'll know him a little bit more, and he'll create some more freedom. And the deeper you go, the deeper freedom will come. The deeper you go into him, the more freedom. And so all you know and all you see is that you're walking in the freedom that he's paid for, and you look free, you walk free, you act free, you are free, because he whom the Son has set free, Free is free indeed. Amen? Amen. Stand. I want to pray for us. Here's a place where I want us to pray. I know this wasn't one of those feel-good messages, but I wanted to speak truth to you this morning and start a process of freedom that God's wanted to take you down. That journey. How many of you are ready to go down that journey? How many of you are ready to go down that journey? I believe that he's wanting to cause freedom to come about. So let's ask him right now. I want you to just ask him. I'm going to take some time. Lord, Holy Spirit, show us. Show us some places in our lives right now that we need to be free. Right now, just show us some places, Lord. Maybe there's some doors that are open. Freedom to come about right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. For more messages or content similar to this, please visit our website. If you would like to support our ministry, please visit the first link in the show description or visit sojournchurch.org give.